You are listening to the Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast, my favorite podcast to listen to on long flights across the galaxy. This is the way. We wanted men. happening now is happening now we're at ludicrous speed welcome to episode 171 of the smugglers galaxy podcast your favorite star wars podcast for smugglers in the galaxy we're going live on facebook right now believe it or not we're doing something crazy i'm glenn and jason is with me he's in his toy room moved downstairs and uh hello there it's monday night we had a crazy weekend so we're recording on monday night and uh yeah awesome how are you doing i worked i worked all weekend yeah woohoo woohoo yay for work yay work work is fun yeah well you partied though too right yeah i was part of the ppc the party planning committee (laughs) yes and uh, we had our holiday party and we have it at the Brave Stadium, Truist. Is it Truist Field? Truist Park, or the Battery, Truist. or whichever. All of the above. And uh, yeah, um, the alcohol is flowing. Yeah, you had a nice, sexy red jacket on. I don't remember how many I had. <laughs> I cut myself off at ten thirty <laughs> because, like I said, I'm part of the planning committee, so I had to make sure the event was going well. <laughs> And I saw other members of the party planning committee drinking. So I was like, one of us should uh, be sober enough to run this thing. Right. And Awesome. Did y'all do anything? As it, was it just like an upscale party or was it like? Yeah, it was an upscale party. There was karaoke. There was sit down dinner. There was casino games and raffles. And it was a good time. Cool. Jerry says that we are interrupting his Jeopardy watching. Well, then go uh, go watch Jeopardy. <laughs> Jeopardy. What is Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's your favorite podcast in the galaxy. Right. <laughs> and we're interrupting is, Jeopardy. The answer is? Right. Oh, what is Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had my grandkids all weekend, so it was fun. Uh, but yeah, it's exhausting. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. So yeah, my son, my grandson, he is eight. So he's been reading and he's like telling me all about Star Wars, which is really, it's a really cool nerd grandpa moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you're getting schooled. Yeah. He's like, you, I like Kylo Ren. I'm like, all right, dude. At least you know who he is. He's that guy that's got the red devil face and horns, right? Right, yeah. Who's always fighting Obi-Wan. Kenobi! Kenobi! Anyways. Anyways, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's been busy. Real busy. Cool. So you get to plan two. Well, no, next year you'll get to plan two party. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be fun. Holy. <laughs> I must uh, hate myself for signing up for so much work. Oh, geez. Um, geez, you pick anything up? Did anything cool? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did. Um, I have a great wave that came in from Hasbro. Yeah. Uh, TVC figures. Um, I wrote that down so I can tell you exactly what I got. I got the chopper, TVC chopper, TVC Hera. Um, What's the guy with the dark saber? Pre Previsla? Yeah. Uh Darth Revan and uh the new Mandalorian version of R5. Nice. So I picked those up. Are you gonna open up made... R5 to the go with your in one that you're gonna open up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that voice crack wasn't uh, anticipated. So but yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Totally. Totally, it's gonna get open. But the Razor Crest is open. Yeah, well, that Razor Crest needed to be open. Um, I also made the trade for one of the other chases in the Micro Galaxy series for blind packs. So I got that. I th I think I have all the chases and rares for the series four. I don't have all of the blind. Not not. I'm talking specifically the blind packs. Right. Um, there's a couple couple blind packs that I'm missing. And then on payday, um, I've been collecting the promo cards that Hasbro will pass out, like at San Diego Comic Con or Celebration, maybe from like ten years ago. Uh -huh. And so there was a thirtieth anniversary one that I have that was a Stormtrooper, and it was payday. I woke up and someone posted the Luke Skywalker version of it for fifteen bucks. Change. Like, oh, I'll, I'll take that. Right. Um. So I just got that today. And then I'll get into this more in detail in a little bit, but uh, I did go to Ross and I did pick up a Black Series Han, uh, old version of Han, The Force Awakens, and then a Tarkin. Um, and I figured they could just be Cantina custom fodder. So uh, Tarkin is up on the, the Black Series. I do have some Black Series open. Oh, ho, ho, ho. he's on the dark side shelf but i'm afraid now that he's on the shelf i might be less inclined to take him down mm -hmm. and and customize him maybe you should so we'll see two. maybe may, i guess i'll have to go to ross and find another six dollar black series figure <laughs> i also bought a table to put my cantina on and i'm gonna adhere the cantina to the table and then uh, add some lights and stuff. So I have another project ahead of me because apparently I don't have enough work to do. No, you don't. I think I found like three seconds at 103.59 at night. So or in the morning, I should say. So I can. <laughs> who needs do... sleep? Yeah, who needs sleep? How about you? Oh, yes. I had a pretty eventful week. Um, no, I can't remember what I picked up, but uh, no, I had. It must have been eventful. It was eventful. I had. They came in today, but I actually uh, freaking Funko re-released the Thrawn pop from Rebels, except his arms are crossed in front of him instead of behind him. And since that's the only run of pops that I kept with the Rebels run, so I had to buy that. Mm -hmm. You know, every time I get out of pops, they drag me screaming back in, and they've also got. Uh, there's a guy, they've got a new Sabine that's on Rebel, the Rebel side of things. So I got to buy that soon whenever she comes out. Um, 
I know there was something else, but I, I, I really should like take a page out of your book and like write notes. <laughs> it does help, it especially as you get older. Yeah. You start to forget dude, things. It's bad. Um, but I made a trade and got the um a first shot Ted, uh, the tuxedo Ted from Bill and Ted. The one where he's in shorts and a tuxedo jacket. Yeah, but jam. what do you trade for that? Uh extra first shot, extra hard copies. Oh, okay. Pieces that I had. Trade so you had duplicate duplicate hard shot uh hard copies? Well, like the I had like the duplicate, I had the head, I had a bill head, I had like a extra Grim Reaper body, and I had uh some Billy the Kid. Oh, legs. so those were your pieces that he posted today on on uh one of the groups. Okay. Yes, he got those from me. So we had made a deal. Awesome. He had he had made he had offered me the uh the Ted. And then he's like, hey, you want to do a trade? And then we made a deal. He shot me an offer. And I'm like, I can't refuse that offer. Make him an offer. He can't refuse. Exactly. So, um, yeah. No, I'm scrolling deal or no deal with my Christmas bonus. Trying to figure out what I'm going to buy. <laughs> yeah, or you could just save it. Yeah, save it for Toylana or something. Oh, I was gonna say a tour. So my wife ended up mailing the 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 hard copy pieces to him, and she went to the post office, and you know she's filling out all the paperwork and everything, and she's like, "Well, you know, check here if it's fragile." And she's like, "Well, it's not. It's fragile, but it's not all these other things." And the lady was like, well, you got to, you got to sign, you know, sign for it. You do have to check fragile because it's fragile, even though it's not these five things. And then she's like, well, do you need insurance? And, and she's like, well, what is it? And my wife's like, it's a toy. And then the lady was like, well, do you need insurance? And my wife's like, yeah, I need about $600 worth of insurance on it. And the lady's like, for a toy. And she's like, somebody <laughs> way in the back. It was like laughing <laughs> and they all are just, she just hears this guy behind her just laugh and he just totally gets it. And, uh, yeah. she was like, you know, those boys and them toys, they, they, this, this is big boy stuff. So it was just, it was a funny, uh, funny. Fragile. fragile. It's, it's holiday time. So you have to say fragile. You can't say fragile. Right. Fragile. It's Italian. Things that just make sense. Dun, 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 dun. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so there's there's news. There's not some. There's not good news. No, it's not. And uh, yeah, it's kind of uh, stinks that we're recording Monday night because Hasbro. I guess there was an internal memo that was obtained by CNBC and the Wall Street Journal. They're reporting that Hasbro is cutting 1,100 jobs after sluggish toy sales persist into the ho- persist into the holidays. CEO Chris Cox says challenging conditions expected to stretch into next year, prompting another round of layoffs. Um, this Wall Street article that I just read from was written by Ben Ben Glickman. We anticipated the first three quarters to be challenging particularly in toys where the market is coming off historic pandemic driven highs. He said to an email to all employees, I would just like to remind our audience that uh, Cox got 250% more total compensation in 2023, which is $9.4 million than he did the previous year. So good job to you, Chris. 
At one point, Cox said that they were going to raise prices and make bigger margins. So he's preying on fans to increase their margins and get him that $9.4 million. No wonder why the hobby's dying. He's just raising prices to bleed us dry. I think that happens in every industry, though. It does, but, I mean, there's a difference between Jim Swearage and walking into a theater and going, this is great. I got to make toys. Let's. This is going to be great. People are going to be fans of this, and we're going to share the love, and you've got this guy. We're just going to bleed him dry. All according about, to, it's all about the okay. bottom line, man. According to Jedi Temple Archives, Chris Cox wants to make Hasbro's br- a partner brands more profitable, and the whole company, the ambitious overall goal was to reach 20% operating margin for the company, an increase of about seven percentage points. This was about two years ago. Um, Hasbro closed at 48.89 on the stock market, which is down 21% at the start of the year. Mattel closed at 18.91 today. That's five. That's nearly six percent increase since the start of the year. Hmm. They're increasing somehow uh, the value of their company without hiking prices. Well, they've got Barbie though, right? Mattel does. They've- They've got Barbie, they've got Hot Wheels, but they, they're not charging $40 for Barbies. No. I mean, Hot Wheels, I've seen Hot Wheels go up, I think, to a buck and a quarter. and uh, I'm, From a buck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big difference than Black Series going from 22 to 27. Right. And um, I know some of the Barbies, I mean, my wife collects some of the higher-end Barbies. And uh, yeah, I mean, those get into the $100 range, but... Yeah, unlike Black Series, you're willing to pay that money for the high-end Barbies because you get the, the the qualities there. Yeah, well, and then you tie this into, like I said, I went to Ross this week and I saw the two Black Series. I saw the the um, deluxe Stormtrooper with the web cannon, e-web cannon, the deluxe Ahsoka with um, Grogu. Um, I saw a bunch of vintage collection. A lot of it was repacks like the Mace Windu, the child uh, version of Anakin. Um, there was some of the retro collection there, Darth Vader, um, all on discount. They had that Ray lightsaber for 60 bucks that people have been posting here and there. And it's like, this is not resonating with fans. They also had that exclusive, uh, uh, what do they call it? The rescue set which was a Hascon exclusive for 80 bucks. It came with the Mandalorian, a, uh, a Dark Trooper, Moff Gideon, and Grogu. Someone found that at Ross for 10 bucks. Jeez. And so, again, I, I was like trying to figure out this week, how is that possible? Is it that because of the popularity of the Mandalorian that they oversold that pack? Or, excuse me, overmade that pack? Mm-hmm. And then they made too many, and then they just assumed that people would buy it, and they didn't buy it. Um, is it a, a sign that Star Wars as a brand is not as strong as it used to be? It's suffering? Or do, I mean, that was a pack of repacks as an exclusive. Are people just tired of that? I think I all mean, the archive. I think the all of the stuff, above. The archive stuff that I told you I picked up from Ross, those are repacks. Um, the Ahsoka was available as a TVC figure uh, by itself without the deluxe. The Stormtrooper obviously has been available in TVC. Uh, the 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 
the Anakin from the Phantom Menace was a repack. The Samuel Jackson. I'm drawing it. Mace Windu was a repack. Um, it's just they're all repacks at, at Ross. It's like, take the hint, guys. We don't want to buy that stuff. If they were getting creative, if they were giving us new stuff, if they were giving us reasons to be excited and to fork over the $30, then yeah, I don't think the 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 stock would be as low and they would be laying people off. But the 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 strategy of producing reprints or repaints and repacks. It's just not working. It's killing the brand. Right. No, I, I agree 100%. Um, we always say vote with your wallet. I think people are finally getting the hint. Um, I, I think, um, like you said, we're tired of repacks, man. And the only, you know, and uh, I think it, the the newer stuff hitting Ross like it is now, I think that Ray lightsaber, you know, it's a $200 lightsaber that's, uh what 60 bucks right now you said right um yeah. i don't think that was a popular lightsaber to begin with but no people are people are figuring stuff out it it um you know wait for the stuff to go on clearance and here it is on clearance racks and it's still sitting there yeah yeah um it's just it's sad that people are losing their jobs because of this because of the lack of leadership at hasbro right well i i think that's gonna happen a lot more places too because i don't you know I, I don't think they're the only company that has bad leadership yeah and and his excuses like high inflation well yeah that is part of the problem but you need to have a strategy to combat that you need to give people a reason to say oh you know there's tons of things i could spend my money on i could go buy you know, Indiana Jones of the Dial of Destiny, or I could spend that 30 bucks on an action figure. And, you know, like those are the small cho uh, choices that someone might have to make. Right. If there's any other number of things that we can do for fun for 30 bucks. Um, you have to make me, you have to convince me to, to give you my money. And if you're just going to repack things, repaint it, I'm not going to give you my money. Right. No, I, th I think you hit the nail on the head. It is. It's, it's a, it's a, uh, I've got thirty dollars to spend or fifty bucks to spend. I'm not going to go buy two Black Series figures when you know, and they're like you said, they're all repacks. Or I can go um, on the secondary market and maybe buy an older figure or buy a vintage, you know, maybe a vintage piece or uh, you know, or go to another toy line or save it and buy my kids something. I'm reminded of when uh, the the Great Depression. I wasn't there, obviously. I just know from history and, and studying film and stuff. Obviously, the Great Depression, people were hurting, and and the the movie theaters, the the movie production company said we need to give people a reason to come to the movies, and that's why we got all those great monster movies from the 30s and the 40s is because they had to do something salacious, they had to do something exciting and new to get people in the theater, mm -hmm. and that was working, right? And so you need to have that kind of mentality. You can't just say, "Well, it's the Great Depression. We're just." gonna stink right now it's like no you have to get creative you have to work harder you have to do your job to lead the company towards profit right and and it's just like i keep saying because like we, we were talking to our buddy ted force of course so your bite-sized star wars podcast those guys check them out um you know he's like talking about the padme that they're releasing he's like why are they doing this cheap version of padme and then he or queen amadala you know and he's like I would pay $50 for a decked out version of Queen Amidala. And it's like, dude, I've been preaching that for the last year that, you know, 
we're willing to pay for it, but Hasbro, it's falling on deaf ears. Yeah. Yeah, they picked a version that doesn't have a lot of plastic, doesn't have a lot of paint applications. It's a simple one. Oh, you want Padme? Let me give you the cheap one. Right. Where instead of saying, you know, hey, we'll we'll charge you 50 bucks, but you're going to get a very um, deluxe figure that's worth the $50. And and they just, either somebody's scared to do it or they just don't, they um, just don't know what the market is right now. Um, Yeah. 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 I mean, I welcome them. They, 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 you know, I seriously doubt that they're not doing market research. They, they've got to know what's out there. They've got to know the other companies, you know, the custom toy makers that are out there doing stuff. You know, they've, they've got to see that stuff. And it doesn't, I don't get it. Why they, why they're not do you know, they have a better pulse of the uh, collecting community right now. Cause I think they can rest on their laurels and say, we've done this for so long we have the brands, people will come and no, people are going to stop coming. Right. Um, don't take that sound clip out of context. <laughs> uh, listen to David Quinn's uh, podcast today about the toy, toy con yeah. New Jersey. I mean, he was seeing the same kind of stuff we're seeing here where people are discounting the black series and the Marvel legends and it's just not selling. Mm-hmm. It's not resonating. People don't want it. Right. And and I don't understand the Marvel. I don't I don't do Marvel Legends, you know, enough to understand what the uh the market is for it. Uh so I know they did a lot of repacks and stuff and they did it very tastefully where versus what they're doing with the Star Wars market. Um but you know, then again, I think I, I, I know I keep talking about the four horsemen, but you look at a four horseman figure and they reuse a lot of like the feet. They've got like basically two sets of feet, two or three sets of feet that they use on those figures. Yeah. You know, it's a very, uh, you know, they reuse pieces, but they do it in such a way to where it doesn't stand out that much. Uh, I mean, there's a right way and a wrong way to do things. But then like the four horsemen, people are lining up an hour before a show opens to, to buy their stuff at $40 a figure. So they don't have to yeah. pay it on the secondary market, you know, double that. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, I just, I don't, I don't get what Hasbro's thinking. I'll tell you, like, it really doesn't bother me. It, it bothers me, yes. Okay, so yes, I do get upset when I see, like, people lose their job. Hasbro's getting less creative. I find my passion, and I never thought I would be one of these people who make dioramas. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding so much value and so much um fun making my own cantina to go around the black series and then trying to think through so lance peter luke is the guy that's on instagram like i've mentioned before who makes the heads and he comes up with ways to create aliens and paint things new and and make it look like the aliens but then i'm also like well i don't really like how that alien looks but maybe i can use this body so i'm getting creative and trying to figure things out myself trying to figure out how i can make aliens that lance peter luke hasn't made yet so I'm finding that very valuable and I'm I'm enjoying that more. I'm just afraid like Hasbro's not gonna I mean, if they're not making Luke Skywalkers and Luke Skywalkers not are not selling, there's no way that they're gonna make a a deep cut alien from the Cantina Black series anytime soon. Right. Like even Snaggletooth, I don't think we're gonna get anytime soon. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's the that's the part that really bothers me is that I'm kind of finding this passion, but I don't think Hasbro's gonna support it. Right. Well, that's when you got to go digging through the $5 bins to find fodder. Yeah. 
Or unless I totally well, I, just missed your point that you you're waiting no. for Hasbro to make it instead of you making it yourself. Well, yeah, but then they're also not going to be making. Yeah, yeah, they're not going to help support my my hobby. They're going to back down. They're not going to make as much. They're going to see this as, I guess, the fans aren't there anymore. Rather than we need to fight to get them back. Right. I mean, what are do you think that there's going to? I mean. Oh, how how am I going to put this? Do you feel that there may be like the end of the line coming soon? Um, I think it feels like it's winding down. It feel it feels like towards the end of the TVC 1.0, right? Um, in 2010 when it started to wind down and they weren't making the they're making some really weird um video game related characters that didn't resonate with audiences and that's part of the reason why that version died when i see all these repacks and repaints i think it's they're, they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot they're gonna destroy themselves or people are gonna leave the hobby because it's like i don't need to buy greedo for the sixth time or the heavy mandalorian trooper for the sixth time it's it's okay guys you can move on right they don't want to do that. Yeah. You see, I didn't, I wasn't into Star Wars at that time. So I don't know. You, you've lived there. It sounds like you lived it, right? Yeah. I, I've been fighting this fight since I was six years old. <laughs> but yeah, no, I just, uh, it's, it's disappointing. And I think the only thing that might bring it back is a movie that resonates with audiences. But even then, um, I don't think we're going to get, I think they're going to scale back even from like the Force Awaken days when, there was 20-ish, 25-ish figures. Mm -hmm. I just don't see a new movie getting supported like that anymore. Right. Because, I mean, even I mean, I, like the Ahsoka show isn't being supported like it should be. Right. I mean, Ahsoka got, what, five or six-ish figures right. to support that show? And they came out relatively around the time the show came out? I mean, that's much better than Mandalorian when we had to wait a year, year and a half. Right. Um, it didn't cool off as much, if that makes sense. Yes, because I'm thinking of Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth, you bought, and then you canceled it because he came out a year and a half later, and you had cooled on the character in the show, and you're like, I, I don't need this anymore. Whereas would have been a more impulse buy if it came out right when the show. Aired. Oh yeah, I would have totally bought it right when the show aired because yeah, you're right. But it you cool on a figure and you see it in person and you're like it's not as cool as you thought it was gonna be, right? I, and I still had opportunities to buy him and I just I haven't haven't bought him. You haven't pulled the trigger. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna take a movie to start that train back running. But even then, when the train starts chugging, it's gonna take a while to get the full speed. And you know, will people jump on board? Right. I mean, or yeah, are they just gonna look? Let the train go down the tracks. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hasbro is going to have to be, Lucasfilm is going to have to be, uh, let loose some of their secretivity, you know, and let Hasbro produce figures that, that you know, and, and there's going to be spoilers and it may piss some people off. But if they're really wanting to turn things around, they're going to have to have stuff on the shelf when the movie premieres. Yeah. Um, you know, there's no more of this. I mean, uh, we're still waiting on, um, uh, uh, Shan the the two bad guys from Ahsoka, right? The Balin and and the uh, Shinhati. Yeah, Shinhati. We're still waiting on those two guys, right? Yeah, they're on their way. But even Landspeeder Luke, 
made a video that was very critical. He got those in advance and he made a, a video based on uh, what he didn't like about those figures. He actually replaced the legs on Shinhati to make her shorter because she was just as tall in figure form as Balin Skull. That's not right. No. So there was a bunch of things that's just, they were, Hasbro just didn't do that right. And I don't know if they reused parts um, because they couldn't sculpt something new mm-hmm. uh, or what the case may be. But it just, when you look at them, I, I would recommend people to watch that review video because it does show like they kind of dropped the ball. They missed the mark there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that, kinda, that stinks. Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, what they say, uh, what's the phrase? It's better to love and not love. Or no, absence makes the love <laughs> stronger. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, maybe cooling the line will make people love Star Wars more right. and, and get them wistful and, and want to collect again. But I kind of have a feeling like if they were to rest the line, People are going to get off the the bandwagon. They're going to go somewhere else. Yeah, because there's a a lot of toy manufacturers knocking on everybody's door right now. There's no shortage of places to spend money. No. And I do wonder if maybe Mattel should take over the line, even though that'd that'd be an exit point. But I think that we need a hungry company to come in and be like, I can do this and I can do it better than the previous guy. Right. I mean, that's, I think why Kenner got it is because they were, uh, you know, people had turned it down and they needed the money, you know, they, Mm -hmm. and they were hungry. Like you just said, they were hungry and they had stuff to prove. Yeah. Um, I know you've mentioned this rumor before and I've kind of dismissed it, but then the hot mics, Jeff Snyder Mm -hmm. reported on it and he's pretty reputable and he gets word and, he said that uh, Mando season four might actually become a movie and that movie might be announced by the end of the year. Um, I would rather have a two hour movie mm-hmm. than the filler episode of NCIS droid murderer <laughs> with Jack Platt, uh, blah, blah, Jack Black and Lizzo. Yeah. And so if they could strip that down and make it a two hour movie rather than having those filler episodes, well, maybe that's what we need to do. Yeah. And maybe John Favreau, who wrote most of those episodes, is just like, I can't, I don't have it in me to do another eight. And the quality is not where I want it to be. Let's just do a movie. Right. I think the question is, so, you know, eight episodes is like a $100 million endeavor. And so would they inv- invest $100 million into to a two-hour movie? Or will we get like a $30 million Star Wars movie? I mean, what's a normal movie cost? Uh, Star Wars movie, it's anywhere between like 150, 200 million. I think uh, Solo was expensive, like the 250 million dollar range because they had to shoot it twice. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe we'll get a hundred million dollar movie and then you'll see what happens. Uh, but you're gonna have to, um, you know, announce that it's not going to be a Disney Plus for a year. I think if yeah. you're gonna have to force people into the theaters, um, you're gonna, uh, because like I, like we said before. Uh, people are gonna want to wait to Disney Plus, but you know, hey, I, 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 I did watch Dial of Destiny the other day because <laughs> it. All right, we'll, we'll side table that for we'll towards the end but, of the episode. Um, watching that movie and kind of trying to watch it through your eyes as you because you were so excited, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and yeah. remembering the stuff you said about it, how you were like, this is the last time I'll see an Indiana Jones movie. You know, in a theater, 
or Harrison Ford playing Indiana Jones. Last time I'm going to hear uh, John Williams uh, score, score. Yep. you know, and watching it with those eyes, you're like, yeah, this is something you had to see in a theater. Yeah. To, to even appreciate when I, it. even when I watched it on Disney plus the end credits came on and I was just like, you know what? I'm just going to listen to the music because mm -hmm. I know it's John Williams's last soundtrack. Right. So you're going to have to do something to where you get people in the theater. Um, will audiences go to the theater to see a Mandalorian because they've been trained to see it on Disney Plus? I hope so. I would go if I knew what it was and I knew that, you know, this is what you're going to get. Then, you, I like I said, man, you're going to have to hang a car dangle a carrot in front of their faces to get them to go. It's weird because with like Netflix, a Netflix movie drops. And they're releasing stuff to theaters, but that's just to qualify things for the Oscars because it needs to be in a theater mm -hmm. in, I think, Los Angeles for a week in order to qualify. And, like, yeah, sure, it's a Netflix movie. I'll go watch it on Netflix. But when a Disney makes a movie, it's like, where does it belong? Does it belong on Disney Plus? Does it belong in the theaters? It's They're a multimedia conglomerate with multiple arms, and it could go on the web, it can go on YouTube, it can go playing in theme parks it's like there's a lot they can do with their stuff it's what's the right answer is it is it the theater is it disney plus i don't know or maybe it's one of those like you said you play it a week at a theater just to qualify it i i there's no right answer i don't think unless you know i mean you're trying to force people into the theaters yeah and it's going to be interesting to see how this all ties together because uh, now Ahsoka is in play. Uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn is in play. Ezra's in play. Um, but then, you know, the Mandalorian is his own character. And I don't think for his first movie, we need to incorporate all those characters. I'm thinking that it's got to be something Moff Gideon related that brings him out of retirement. Because he was home on the range with his kid, just hanging out on the front porch. He's got no need to do any bounties. He's living the dead life and he's it's time it's time for him to graduate to the dead bod and <laughs> and uh i think moff gideon needs bath to come tank, bath a tank somewhere yeah <laughs> something like that finish moth gideon needs to what yeah i think moff gideon, i think it needs to be personal i think that's the only way the move the the story can move forward because i don't th i think it'll feel forced if the mandalorian says uh, i'm gonna go take this one bounty I'm going to go do this one job. Yeah. I think it needs to be personal. I think Moff Gideon needs to strike and make him come out of retirement. From what I've heard, it, there's going to be a ton of Mandalorians in this season. So it, it's going to be, I think they're progressing the race, uh, the Mandalorian race. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, we're going to see a lot more and maybe it is something like that. Maybe you do have like half the movie. You got like a Mandalore, Folk tan focused, and then somewhere midway, they go find you know, Moth Gideon shows up, and then you got to go, uh, bring uh, Dinjarin out of retirement, and then you can throw Thrawn in there too. Uh, because he's, yeah, huh? No, go ahead. Yeah, because they, he's been mentioned in The Mandalorian. Jerry says that uh, Mandalorian needs to come out of retirement so he can pay for Grogu's college <laughs> tuition. <laughs> That's what all the best scars for. Yeah. Hi, Ralph. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, Hi, Mer Donnie. Merry Christmas. Hi, Jordan. Sam. Hope all is well. Yes. 
sounded like a romper room into romper room. I remembered what the third thing I got. Okay. Was the uh, Micro Galaxy Squadron Tie Bomber. Okay. Yeah, that's an impressive, impressive piece. It it opens yeah. up. It shows you a bunch of stuff uh, with that you don't see normally see on a tie bomber that you haven't seen before, because uh, the the bomber part opens up and you can see all the bombs and you realize what pieces were uh, that you don't end the diecast. And I think where they fell short short with that is they didn't include another uh, tie bomber pilot. They could they should have included yeah. two micro yeah, action figure accessories just think that prototype was first revealed on our podcast dude i got another thing that I, yes it was that was beautiful wasn't it I, yes i got another thing that i got a gripe about okay we reported something when we came back from chattanooga we were for the first first kind of the first ones to break it and then everybody ran with it uh what huh what what who did vanessa marshall say she wanted to play Hera. No. Wait. If she could play one person. Mara Jade. Mara Jade. We reported that stuff. We were the first ones to report it. And I guess she was at another convention and she announced, she said that, oh, I want to play Mara Jade. And next thing you know, it's all over the internet. I'm like, guess what? We reported it first. Nobody pays attention to us. That's the problem. <laughs> that just goes to show that we're not on the pulse of the Star Wars community. Maybe we need to start like making posts to me like we saw her do it. She we have it recorded. Yeah. Oh, and I was just like like two weeks later, people are it's all over the internet. And then yeah. people are like, How could she play Mara Jade? She's too old. I'm like, if it's on uh if it's a cartoon, it doesn't matter how old she is. Yeah, when is a that, that's a popular character like Thrawn? I mean, we've got what's his face? Thrawn's uh, assassin appeared in in Rebels with Ro- Rake, Roke, uh, right? Rook, Roku, Rook, Rock, Roku, Rook, Rock, Rock, something, Rocky. Yeah, Samson, Samsonite. That was way off. <laughs> um, that was a dumb and dumb reference, people. Um, but yeah, where, where's Mary J? Where's that in the new content? Let's bring her back, dude. We'd have to, you'd have to retcon so much stuff to put her in. You don't have to retcon. You just make your own version up now. Yeah, I guess because I mean Luke does end up on the freaking planet somewhere, but how are her and Luke gonna fall in love and make baby they Jedi? They don't. They won't. And they don't. Spoiler, or, or maybe, uh, maybe they fall in love and uh, she um, she dies, and that forces Luke to have that moment of uh, anger or something. He's disturbed. Damn, dude, that hurts. Know. Sorry, that hurts, but it would I'm make sorry sense. The fictional character's death from a fictional <laughs> story is hurting you. You watch Kanan sacrifice himself for the ghost crew and don't cry. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> Rumor has it the new Ray movie will start filming this April in London mm-hmm. and it will be about her starting an, up a new Jedi order. It will revolve around two kids. Which sounds a lot like George Lucas's original treatment for Episode Seven, which is about uh, Luke Skywalker training two new Jedi's as he starts a new Jedi Order. <laughs> We're just gonna move it up a couple decades and give it to Ray instead of Luke. And who's directing? I want them to take who's directing what? it. 
Oh, it, what was her name? Okay, never mind. You answered your question. It wasn't. It was. It's not Dave. Dave has nothing to do with it. No, this is not them. And uh, Damon Lindelof was part of the writers' room, so he he wrote the original draft. Someone else has come in and rewrote it. Um, George Lucas's script was going to explore the origins of the Force. Mm-hmm. I think it was going to cover some of that stuff that was in Jedi Survivor and uh, Fallen Order with the ancient race of aliens that kind of started the force. Hmm. So I'm hoping they fold in something like that because uh, I appreciate what Ridley Scott did with Prometheus. I know it didn't resonate well with the alien fans, but he made alien and then everyone else just made more alien movies. Mm-hmm. And then he came back to the franchise. He said, no, 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 let's explore the guys that were sitting in the chair, the engineers. Let's, let's explore it. So he kind of took a left turn and, I'm hoping if I think that's what Star Wars needs. I don't think we need another A New Hope, The Force Awakens kind of reboot 2.0 sequel, whatever you want to call it, a, a retheme, not a retheme, but it's basically a reboot, remake. Right. I don't want that. Give us a right turn. Give us something new. Yeah. No, I that I, I wasn't into aliens, but yeah, we do we definitely it needs it needs some fresh blood in Star Wars. And I think we were on that path and it kind of fell apart. And what stinks is people are looking at the bottom line and they're like, well, we can't do it this way anymore because, oh my gosh, people really want to see an old Harrison Ford play old Han Solo. It's like, no, we're good with re, you know, we're good with the recasting. Just freaking don't, don't half butt it, you know, don't, you know, if you're going to do it, pedal to the metal and go for it. Don't pull back. Think, Think it through, do it right. Yeah. Um, the only other piece of news that I had, a lot of people are getting that A-wing from the Micro Galaxy Squadron and the co- the the pilot's not fitting in the cockpit. I've seen that. And that's a little disappointing. Yeah. Not only is it the, not the right A-wing, but you can't even get your pilot inside. <laughs> My Hera fits in, in the A-wing just fine, but I guess she's got different legs or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if the quality control issue or what, but it's a problem for people. Mm-hmm. It is, dude. That whole series. I'm gonna save that for our uh, end of year podcast. But uh, okay, yeah, I've got thoughts, and I'm, I'm I don't want to keep hashing them out, but I want to save my thoughts on Micro Galaxy for the end of the year because okay, you've kind of got yeah. I, I give uh, Jerry, too much away sometimes, so I'm just gonna shut up. But hey, if you've got uh, an email that you guys want to send us your uh, end of the year thoughts, you know smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com send it in we'll read it jerry brought up taika's movie i was wondering if taika's gonna bring it and it's possible his movie is probably the furthest away from going into production he was talking about making a movie about the dawn of jedi and so was james mangold who directed dial of destiny so it's weird to have competing movies about the same era Mm, yeah Ryan Johnson's still on the slate, even though he's not really like in production, but that hasn't been removed. But that might be like 15 years down the road. He might want to make another Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Filoni's still moving forward with his. Uh there's three movies in production. Was it James? Yeah, James Mangold's movie. Um Kevin Feige's movie's done. Mm-hmm. That's not moving forward. So 
and then maybe a Mandalorian movie. So maybe we'll have four movies in production and whatever resonates, that's the one we're going to get the sequel to. I don't know. As long as we keep, we figure out what's going on with us being and Ezra and all the crew, they can't leave that storyline hanging out there. Ralph says that Walmart Micro Galaxy Squadron multi-pack, $17 and $20. Have you oh, know- he's talking about the big ones. Yeah, the ones that they were selling for 50 yeah. 60 bucks, and now they're yeah. under $20. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just more evidence that maybe it's not Hasbro. Maybe it's Star Wars brand in general is mm. kind of on the decline in, in the modern markets. I just, it scares me a little bit because, like, I mean, I know we already, the HasLab Ghost is in production or starting to be production, and they've already got the money, but it just something, it just, I keep thinking that's six, seven, eight months out, and I'm just hoping it doesn't get kicked down the, you know, kick that can down the road. Um, no, that'll go in product. That, that'll go in production. We'll get that. Right. I think, well, I mean, that's not so much a concern. I'm thinking like the uh, ancillary characters, the supports staff that would go inside the ghost Mm -hmm. um because we also we've got a hondo we already have a hondo so who else could go into the ghost that we don't have geez you've got that guy with the the horns oh job of the hut yeah well they already got job of the hut figure yeah Job um, that's a joke yes i know ezra okay and an lando maybe we'll get a lando that's not gonna peg more Maybe that ASP droid. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of figures they but, can make. But unlike the sail barge, when there was tons of aliens and Hasbro's been supporting that Return of the Jedi moment mm-hmm. um, by releasing four packs, even even this year we got a new four pack with Squidhead uh, to go on the barge. So, I mean, that's not going to happen with the Ghost. I just, I, I would hope that if they were to do something else, TVC, I don't know. Well, I'm looking at the cantina right here. If they did a TVC HasLab cantina, like in five years, would they still will there still be a Hasbro Star Wars line to support with aliens? Yeah, you would. You would hope no. there would be. And and the way things are going right now, if there was, they wouldn't do the deep cuts of the Annika sisters or what's the pink alien? I just made her the pink alien woman lady with all the balls. The balls. No, that's that's something that's from holiday special or something. They already made a figure for her. Oh yeah. She's wearing a spacesuit jumper and she's got an elongated head with like hair wrapped in braids down the center. Right. As soon as you showed it to me, I knew who you were talking about. Is Narayan watching? He would know. <laughs> um, no, he's emailing us stuff for Rogue Fun. Oh. <laughs> but uh yeah, like they're not going to make that character if if the Star Wars line isn't strong. So I don't know. It's it's bad news. It's sad. And people, let's not lose these subs. Certainly, thank you, uh, Jerry. That's what I'm talking <laughs> about. Um, leave it to Jerry. He's the other guy that knows the cantina. Uh, but yeah, um, go with that thought. Uh, well, I can't forget that 1,100 people worldwide are losing their jobs over this right. too. So it, it stinks. We sound like a couple babies whining when people are losing their jobs. Right. No. Put it in perspective, I know. You know. But at the same time, it is my my passion and my hobby. And maybe if they did their I'm, jobs better, they wouldn't have lost them. 
I'm not a car guy. I'm a Star Wars. Yeah, guy. we're Star Wars geeks. So, dude, spe- yeah. Speaking of Tycho, man, I just I started getting into what we do in the shadows. I finally got my wife to let me watch it. The movie or the, the show? The show. Oh, I haven't watched it because y'all told me not to watch the movie yet. Or don't it doesn't compete. It it something you don't have to watch to watch the show. Yeah, you don't need to watch the movie to watch the show. I haven't watched the show. I probably should because of that Matt guy. It's hilarious, dude. Yeah. On the first uh season, there they'd have like the Jedi the, the the vampire council, and it's like all these famous people are in it, and like Wesley Snipes is in it, but he's playing Blade and he's on <laughs> he's on Skype and he keeps cutting out. <laughs> and then he's got like Taiko Waititi's in it, and and it it's it's just like though that like ten minutes of of the Je- the I keep wanting to say Jedi Council, but the Vampire Council is worth the whole episode because it's just hilarious. It's a funny show. Um, have, yeah, I'll I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, and we're also my wife. We finally it's like because of the writer's strike and the, then the other strike and the screen actors guild strike it's like we got to find stuff to watch right now because not a lot of new stuff's coming out and then we're also uh we're watching uh shit's creek you've seen that no i haven't watched that one either it, it, it's not as good as the, it's got sort of the same feel as the office or parks and rec but it's not they don't break the fourth wall hmm. um because like uh the one thing i do like about um uh, what we do in the shadows is they keep breaking the fourth wall and they realize that there's, they even, they do more than what the office does because they're like, there's a scene where they're running away from like other vampires and they show like the film crew running away from them and stuff. And they'll mention the film crew a bunch. Um, but it's funny. And then, um, Apple plus, have you seen Monarch? Not yet. That's one I want to watch with my son. It's so good because it's not, it's like a drama that has monsters in it versus a monster drama. Like the the monsters are in the background. Like they're there and they're happening, but they're not, and they're part of the story, but they're not, they're like secondary characters versus, you know, the big, big thing. Interesting. Interesting. Cause I saw Kong X Godzilla Uh and that just looked ridiculous. No, this is done very well. Uh, And then they have, it's Kirk Russell and his son and they play. Huh? It sounds like it's more like the original Godzilla that Gareth Edwards directed and not like the more recent goofy let's take uh what's the three-headed dragon and take its brain and put it in Megla oh, Godzilla or whatever. Yeah. Mecha Godzilla. Yeah, it's nothing like that. It's 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 not silly. Right, it's not silly. It's done. It's it's very well done. And it's got Kirk Douglas and his son, um, who played the not the the, the evil Captain America. Yeah, U.S. agent. Okay, yeah, and then they're playing a young and an old version of each other. Yeah. So it, it's it's done really well, and like I said, man, if you guys are into, even if you're not into monsters, you can watch it without being like super into monsters because it's just done so well. Well, I'll have to give that a shot. Yeah, definitely. Uh, what were your thoughts on Dial of Destiny? I actually enjoyed it. It was done very well. Um, uh, I don't know if I... I'm trying to decide how I feel about the time travel aspect of it because it was just... my favorite explanation was and spoilers. It's too late. Right. It's, it's on been Disney out Plus. a year. Go right? watch it. 
Uh, no, it's not a year. It's been it's, June, so half a year. Okay, so it's been long enough. Yeah, it, if that bothers you, you haven't been paying attention to Indiana Jones mm-hmm. because the dude's face melts, and a, and a guy ages sixty years in like three seconds, mm-hmm. and a, a guy rips a heart out. I did not watch also, Crystal Skull also, before I watched. Also, this. aliens. I did. So. Should I have watched Crystal Skull before I watched this? Uh, it does give some emotional weight to understand the relationship between Marion and uh, Indiana Jones. There was a part that I got really teared up with mm. uh, because of Shia LaBeouf's character. And they start talking about Mutt, and uh, it was that hit me harder than I thought it would. Okay, it does give some background. Okay, um, but yeah, because I watched because there's only four, right? There's five now. Oh, this is oh shoot! So I missed two movies. Before I watch this, <laughs> yeah, there's, I mean, timeline wise, it's Temple of Doom, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Temp, uh, Last Crusade, Crystal Skull, and Dial of Destiny. Okay, well then I didn't watch Last Crusade. You know, yeah, because I didn't watch Last Crusade or Dial of Destiny before I watched this one. Yeah, and I kind of wanted to, but my wife was like, "Let's watch Dial of De- or whatever." Yeah, this connects more to uh, actually Crystal Skull than uh, Last Crusade. Okay. Dial of Destiny, but maybe I, I don't need know. to watch it. I mean, I I thought it was a typical Indiana Jones movie. I mean, I'm sure that I missed some stuff not have seen the you know missing the two movies. Uh, the time travel thing was kind of like he, he was just like leave me alone, you know. I, I just want to watch this battle unfold. So it definitely had the uh, you know I'm finally getting getting to watch history happen. Um, and I you know I'm gonna die anyway, so leave me here and let me watch it happen. And then it was just total total like time travel thing where they had to be there to get whatever they needed to the future, you know, or, or whatever to make everything happen. They had to be there. If I'm making sense, just typical yeah, but, time travel stuff. Yeah. But it's a little bit more than that. Cause as far as where Indiana Jones was in his life at that point, he was old. Mm-hmm. He lost his father. He lost his wife and he lost his son. He had nothing to live for. So essentially he was, he was letting himself, he was essentially killing himself. Like, no, just my life doesn't matter. I don't matter. Just let me be here. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, uh, Phoebe Waller Bridger said, no, you've got a life worth living. I forget her name. Helena. Helena says, no, you've got a life worth living. So fight for it. That's, that's what I've learned. And that's what you need to learn right now. And and it, it was worth it. Right. I, I, I didn't understand you know, them flying the plane around and like shooting at everybody. Cause I'd have been like, just get the hell out of there. But then you realize that it all closed the circle. Yeah. You know, they affected the battle in the way that need, everything needed to happen. to get the circle to close so that they can go back to the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just Every, realized. Yeah. It's I, a close, it's a closed loop time travel. Everything that happened is supposed to happen. Right. There's nothing they could do to affect things because things have already been affected. Yeah. Speaking of aliens. Yes. Did you see what happened this week in Congress? No. Did one show up? No, there was two bills. Did they order Starbucks? No. There's two bills in in the Senate and in uh, the House of Representatives to open up the files and to have disclosure. And the congressman in uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and Dayton, Ohio, where Lockheed Martin and Boeing and NASA 
at Wright Patterson Air Force Base, shut it down and said no. Wow. So my question is, if there's nothing to hide, then why are they fighting so hard to hide it? Right. You're right there, man. <laughs> do, 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 yes. Do, do. We're so close to knowing that we're not alone in the universe. Did you already know we're not alone in the universe? I don't I know. know why they're, I, I know why they're hiding it because people are going to go crazy. You have a bunch yeah, of, we've been so desensitized. This is not 1947 anymore. Yeah. We've seen the X-Files. We've seen Star Wars. Actually, you'd be more disappointed that they don't look like Snaggletooth. <laughs> they don't have the big green heads. They don't look like Chewbacca. I can't hug that. It's not a walking carpet. <laughs> it's always looking at me with those giant eyes. They look more like Biff than Chewy. <laughs> the aliens are going to get pissed off because they're like, no, I'm not figuring Dan. Stop Stop asking me to play you songs. Oh, speaking of which, you saw that shirt, that shirt I found, right? I sent it to you. I found another version of your crappy shirt from Hot Topic. Yes. Tell people about it. Oh so <laughs> oh this god. one, I totally. Oh my god! Let me. Um, oh, I sent it. This is a hot topic shirt. Right? A hot topic shirt. I sent it to. I sent it to you and Narayan, right? Yeah, and it was like oh, indoor based. So this is indoor. Okay, so this is indoor based version, and they have an ad at with snow speeders circling it with the tauntaun, and then they have the figure and Dan in it. And they have Jabba the Hutt. It's just all, but the thing is that it's a green t-shirt right. or a green button down. So it looks like it's an Endor shirt. Yes. But then they have Hoth. Yeah. Then they got Hoth and they have, I mean, I could, I can understand Jabba the Hutt because maybe it's a Return of the Jedi shirt, but then they have the snow speeder and Adat and Luke on a Tauntaun. Yeah. And this is actually Nordstrom Rack, but Ryan Spooner, Star Wars Rebels Polo is the way it's it's uh it's sold. But there's more, so yeah. Okay. I, I feel bad for people that are getting these shirts for Christmas. And my wife keeps getting big packages and won't let me look at them. They're from the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. She doesn't even know what's in them. She doesn't. She's like, Rrr. they say, Rrr, Rrr, Sabine's Rrr. on Amazon ordering you things. And yes, your wife has no clue what's going on. So hopefully we'll have a good Christmas. I had to give someone some trouble this week because uh, I accidentally, her name was Mandy. And I emailed her Mandy with an I. Uh -huh. And she said, I am not Mandy with an I. Mandy with an I is a stripper. I am not a stripper. <laughs> I was like, well, my good friend, uh, his <laughs> wife is Mandy with an I, and she's not a stripper. <laughs> and she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's not a stripper. She works at a bank. <laughs> she's like, strippers make bank. And I'm like, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Oh wow. I have to tell her that story. Yeah. <laughs> so now uh, there's a stereotype about Mandy's with eyes at the end of their name. Oh, Lord. Hopefully, next week we'll have some more announcements for Rogue Fun as far as panels are concerned. Yeah. Um, and then we have our 2023 wrap-up show. Yeah, because we got... Yeah, we'll do it the week of Christmas, right? Or the week after Christmas. When are we going to do the wrap-up show? I don't know. 
Last year, we broke it up into like four parts. I don't know if we need to do that. <laughs> well, we also had a lot more people. We had like a panel and then we did our personal one. And yeah, I don't think we need to do the whole panel thing, but. No, we could probably be a little bit more tighter with our our waffling. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. Anything else? I think that's it. Anybody else there in Facebook land have anything? Now's the time. Yeah. Forever hold your peace. We got six whole people watching us. Six. Well, they're not saying anything. No. I'm trying to give people time to type, but uh, what do you want for Christmas, Star Wars wise? Glenn? I'd love to get the uh, Galactic Heroes Phantom, but that's a pipe <laughs> that's dream. <laughs> anything that's attainable? Um, anything within reach? Do you finally want that Cobb Van? You sure the Cobb Vanther? I've got uh oh Sam Sam's thanks Sam. Um anyway Sam says Hasbro sucks. That is all. <laughs> oh and, and uh, Randy, Kieti, uh yeah you go. He wants the Boba Fett uh, retro wave finally. That'd be nice. Yeah, the one that we were promised in the spring. Dude, I I yeah I don't know. I've gotten the the problem with Star Wars is everything that I see. If I see it, I buy it. Um. So I don't know. All right, but yeah, the Cobb Vanth would be fine. There's nothing that they're already releasing the ghost that I've been griping about that one for years. So we're finally getting that. And you good. And I'm good. You good. Um, okay. Well, what about thank you? you for, what about you? Oh, what do I want? What do you want? I probably just more filament so I can <laughs> finish my cantina. <laughs> I'm almost there. I could see the finish line. I've got like three, four chairs to print and then I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, uh, thank you for listening to Smuggler's Galaxy Podcast. Thank you for watching for those that are online. If you could, please leave a like and a five-star review of the show anywhere you listen to podcasts, if it's allowed. really helps us out, points people to our show. You can follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Send us an email or message us. Love feedback. We'd love to make you part of the show. Tell us about your 2023. Email us at smugglersgalaxy at gmail.com. Thank you to Alfonso Riviera for the Smuggler's Galaxy logo. And thank you to Levi Waterhouse for the music. Oh, I'm so, suddenly out of breath. People, collect for the love of it. Hashtag vote with your wallet. Sabine will be on next week. Pass on what you've learned. Be a positive force in the collecting community. The truth is out there. This is the way. This is the way. I want a Sabine TIE fighter from Micro Galaxy Squadron. Oh, good luck for you. Yeah. Good luck. You got to go to Canada for that. Hey. And we're going to start that again. <laughs> I guess I'm going to Canada. Yeah devil went to Canada to find himself a tie. (laughs) 